Hello, my name is Rishabh and I have a butterfly table tennis bat. And my name is Parav and I'm Rishabh's dad. So, you were telling me about this butterfly table tennis bat and I am thinking, why are they any better than a normal table tennis bat? Um, they have greater sponge <laughs> and higher quality rubber, which means the ball will bounce off either faster, slower, more control, or like more spin. Really? I don't think that is really, really the case. You're just making these things up. How do you know? I don't know, but I'm just saying that. What would you say about that? That what you're saying is complete phony baloney. Why is that? Um, Have you ever experienced it? Yes. So what? on what basis are you saying it? Are you saying that this will give you better spin and better control? It's the same size as our normal table tennis bat. The thing is, though, mm-hmm. that I've used one of these and I've used a worse one. Uh-huh. And what do you mean by worst one? A one that has a lower quality rubber uh-huh. and less sponge. I see. So how do you decide it is a lower quality rubber? Normally rubbers are ITTF approved, uh-huh. which is the International Table Tennis Federation. Uh-huh. They have decided a sort of statistic and 100 is the best you can get. With zero being the worst, although I don't think there's anything at zero. I see. That's very interesting to know. But do you know what you have just told me about? You have actually told me how experimentation and observations work. Do you realize that? So you experimented using two different kinds of bats? And then you said, look, this bat gives me better speed or better control. And then you said, well, why is it happening? And then you came to several conclusions. So once upon a time, we were talking about that hypothesis, remember? Yes. And this is a hypothesis. So you made a hypothesis. Yeah, frosty car hypothesis. So we'll talk about that in another episode. But that was amazing. So similarly, you made a hypothesis that, you know, here's a bat and here's another bat and in this bat, because it has better sponge, as in you may have pressed it or something, rubber. yeah, or rubber, and you felt that this seemed to be the, this seemed to give you better control or better, um, you know, grip or whatever that is. Quite amazing, isn't it? How simple experiments work and how we decide. Yes. Yeah, that's a cool idea. So. But then your your bat is, you know, called something like Timo Bell or something of that sort, right? What was its name, full name? Um, the Butterfly SG55. <laughs> and it is it is sponsored by someone, right? Somebody called Timo Bell. Who is Timo a, Bell. Yeah. Which is a professional table tennis player. How interesting. So do you think by him telling you that it makes it any better? Um, maybe because he has really good experience and he's used loads of bats Mm -hmm. and he's incredibly skilled, which contributes to him recommending something means it would be really good. 
I see. So because somebody else is recommending who is a professional or an expert player, that is influencing your decision. Yes. How interesting is that, isn't it? Yes. So would you call yourself a gullible consumer then? No, because taking advice of others is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But could it also create vulnerability like, you know, that you don't know Timo Ball. You have not seen him play. Oh, you have. I didn't yes. know that. But say, for example, you've just seen him play and now he's telling you that this bat is better than your other bat. And I know I don't know. Should I believe or should I not? What do you think? He may say it's better, but doesn't necessarily mean you have to get it. You have to take your skill level into account. Mm-hmm. Like I got this bat because my coach told me I should have it. I see. That's very interesting because when you're thinking your coach told you, so this is another influencer, right? Yes. Wow. So there are two influencers now because I have no knowledge of these bats, right? And you just told me that, hey, this SG55 is better. And I'm thinking, how have you known that this SG55 is better? Uh, because my coach told me that my bat wasn't gripping the ball properly as it wasn't frictionless enough, which means much less spin mm-hmm. and much worse control. I see. So again, you're talking about now a new rule of physics. It has to grip the ball, otherwise you'll have to move your bat all the way up uh-huh. and then it'll have to come back down, which I is a pain. See. Okay. Which is quite interesting. So Rishabh has just shown me how that works, but you may not be able to see it, but he has told me how, how that spin thing works. But but the point being that you talked about a physics principle now called friction. Yeah. So sometimes in reality, friction actually stops us from doing something. Yes. So, for example, it stops the car as you press the brake and the whole idea is friction. Friction holds the wheel together with the brake and stops the yeah. car. How amazing. But on the other hand, this on a used... bat, it's used positively, right? Yes. Because it the gives you more spin. And it grips the ball well so you can hit it faster and harder. That is so cool. Because now we are talking about friction and you are saying that friction works both ways, positively and negatively. And you also, with friction, you can have a lighter bat. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have to add tons and tons of bad rubber just to make it grip. Mm-hmm. So, but if I make this bat very frictionless in terms of, you know, if I start putting in, on this looks quite smooth. The Rishabh's bat is quite smooth, actually. But if I start putting a lot of frictionless material on the top of it, like, for example, you know, uh, if I start creating cones on the top of it yeah. or some sort of, you know, some tiny. sort of other tiny things or bigger things, yes. do you think it'll increase the friction and that's why it'll be better than... Some cases not as good because it'll give you less speed because the friction will grip the ball much more powerfully, mm-hmm. meaning the ball just won't go as far. Ah. But it'll give you incredible spin. I see. So then what you are saying is, is that friction, funnily enough, has to be optimal. It has to be just the right amount. Ah. Just like on Earth, it would just the right amount of 
miles away from the sun. Mm. Otherwise, we're not too hot and we're not too cold. Yeah, how interesting! Because if if you, if the bat had too many spikes or something, it will not do spin or control the same way. Yes. But if it had not had enough of it, then it would not work. Like a car, also, isn't it? Yes. So in friction, when you think about a car. If you know, it's if brakes press down too hard and they're too frictionless, the brakes will wear out really quickly. Yeah. But if it's not enough, it's not going to stop. How amazing. Wow. I like this very interesting thing. So today, funnily enough, we talked about several things, Rishabh. Did you realize that? We talked about experimentation. We talked about hypothesis. And we talked about the physics principle of friction. Yes. How very amazing. So there you have it. Table, an unconclusive guide of table tennis. And that is from, here's my son, Rishabh. And my dad, Paul Ruff. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye.